This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is brought to you by Combat Life Apparel. I am so excited to share with you about this new company that I found. They're an amazing clothing brand that is veteran owned. They're based out of Wisconsin and they have a motto of premium apparel made with blood, sweat, and testicular fortitude. How amazing is that? I actually found them through social media. And they really grab my attention because they are 100% veteran owned and operated and they're more than just apparel. They go far beyond apparel and are a rare breed of warriors, the 1% of the 1% that are committed to live hard and die great lifestyle. They are veteran owned and operated, like I said, coming out of the state of Wisconsin. And if you go to their website, it's combatlifeusa.com. Get to know the owners. I have had the incredible opportunity to work with Patrick, and I cannot wait to get my product. Guys, I not only am getting a hoodie, a t-shirt, but every single thing on this website, I cannot express enough. I think I could order every single product. They have best-selling tees, best-selling hoodies. It doesn't stop there. They also have shorts and joggers and plenty of new arrivals. They have everything for you or your spouse, your partner, your family, your friend, the veteran, or maybe just to spoil yourself. Make sure you check them out at CombatLifeUSA.com. Remember, support small business and support veterans. Welcome to Little Bit of Life podcast with your host, Tabitha, better known as Little. A lot of you may know her from social media, but Little is shown off the apps. Dedicated to having the real, raw, and occasional chats about what we seem to think, but don't say. Special guests will join in along the way that have impacted her in a profound way. Very little is left off limits, so sit back, enjoy, and here's your host. Welcome to Little Bit of Life. I am your host, Tabitha, better known as Little on social media. Today, I have the honor and the privilege of speaking with a family member of the soldier that has fallen in Germany, LaCourtney Colvin. I have the honor of having not only his mother, but his incredible grandmother on to share not only the legacy of their son and grandson, but how the military treated their own. If you look up the name LaCourtney Colvin, you might be surprised by what you find. There's really not that much out there on social media. Why is this soldier not being honored? Why is this soldier legacy being hidden? And best, what happened to LaCourtney Colvin? Do we trust what the military in Germany stated happened to him? Or do we actually believe what the body was returned home with to the family and the friends and the coworkers on the base within Germany who are stating that justice needs to be served? LaCourtney Colvin was beaten to death in his room in Germany nine days after sharing a post about Denisha Montgomery Smith. We know her name very well. The family also talks about it here on the podcast today. Not only was their son sent over to Germany and given his life for the U.S. Army, but he was returned back to the family in a body bag. But this this wasn't any type of body bag. He was brought home with his head covered, his hands covered, and massive bruising and all other wounds in regards to his body. Please join me as well as his mother and his grandmother. Today's episode may be triggering to some listeners. However, this is the story that needs to be told. This is the story of the family fighting for justice 
and this is the legacy of a soldier who gave his life for his country only to lose it at the hands of his own. Good morning, guys. Welcome to another episode, Little Bit of Life Podcast with Little. As most of you know, I take on every single military story that they want us to stay silent. They want the families to stay silent. And I have an amazing guest with me today. She needs absolutely no introduction. We're here to honor not only her family, but her son. And we're trying to push for answers and basically try and ask the military, is this the way that we actually help assist and protect our military men and women? And what happens after the passing to the families when they receive absolutely no justice and no answers? So I have today, Raven on with us today. She is the mother of a soldier that passed in Germany. So welcome on. Please tell us your story and definitely about your son and what has occurred, not only with his passing, but with your family. Well, to start off, my son, LaCourtney Colvin, he was an amazing child. He graduated from Sydney Lanier High School, went straight into the Army to try to help us come out the struggle that we was in because um, I did have a lot of kids. And once he joined, he was fine. He was in Oklahoma doing basic training. He never was sick. He never was born epileptic or nothing. So once he goes to Germany, that's when the problem come in. He ended up getting surgery on his knees. He had started having seizures. And then all of a sudden, on his way getting out, he was on his way home in August. A girl was found dead over there as well, Denisha Montgomery. My son shared her post, and he tagged a friend and said she gave them a warning ticket, which I already knew about this because he called my mom and told her he think he got in some trouble because he did like the vape, those little things that they, whatever they get them from, he was vaping. So whenever my son had a seizure, nobody that's grown called me. I always got a call from a friend, from yeah. one of his friends over there. So the day that my son supposed to been passed, they wouldn't even give me, even with an autopsy, the correct date he died. My son died August 21st. We talked to him August 20th. We did not hear from Le Courtney at all August 21st. Mind you, that is his father's birthday. So I know he would call his father and wish him a happy birthday, which he didn't get a chance to do. So once we get that information from his father that he didn't call him, we start calling ourselves. We didn't hear from him. We didn't hear from him. August 22nd, a friend called and said, they called him Boosie over there. Said, Boosie is gone. And my mama hollered. Then I said, "What's wrong, mom?" She said, "They just said Lucy has passed." And I'm like, "Passed? What you mean?" Reason I feel like it was all the cover up and the sham is because they didn't do nothing but push insurance money on us. We didn't have a death certificate. We didn't have an autopsy. The funeral bury my son without a death certificate. They didn't even have to do nothing but throw dirt on my son. They brought my son back in bomb 
already in a casket, dressed and everything, just to go in the dirt. I didn't even get a chance to identify my son's body. I don't even know. He didn't look the same. His nose wasn't the same. We got a picture of him in the casket. He didn't look the same. I don't know if that even my son. And everybody trying to talk to us, they are from the United States, stationed in other states. They never saw nobody from Germany that knows what happened, that can make something, some light to this. But nobody, nobody in Germany called me, told me nothing but the cheer. So I just got my son autopsy report this week, last week, last week. And the only thing they can say is seizure, pneumonia, and something about synthetic weed, I guess the vape thing, and the manner was accidental. So I'm asking what's the accident. Then they say on the autopsy, uh, no fracture or nothing on his skull, but yet his brain was swollen and hemorrhaging. How is that not possible? All the medicine they gave him, I had a pharmacist talk to a pharmacist about the medicine. Some of the medicine that they say they found in his room, you can't take with pneumonia. And I did, he must have got pneumonia when he went to the club Friday and then he went in his room and died. So they said on the autopsy, he was last seen going in his room at 8.15 Friday. That's a lie. I got screenshots of text messages from his friends. They went to the club Friday because that was his last weekend there. For those that are listening, uh, many of you know Denisha Montgomery Smith. Her name has been pretty much thrown throughout the media. And that's why I have the mother on of LaCourtney because I feel like with his passing, it was submitted and talked about and then it just disappeared. It was almost as if everyone wanted to keep this a secret. And I mean, Denisha's death was classed as a suicide by suffocation. That was despite the bruises and the marks on her body and the footage claiming that there was so much harassment and bullying and her expressing her desire to return home. Um, it's been said, especially in Germany on that base, that soldiers were told not to talk about her incident specifically. So when we link this almost magnitude of the base trying to hide these answers for not only her passing, but now that your son has passed, and like you said, he posted about it within nine days. And then, like you said, it comes up as, you know, pneumonia, seizures. I feel like so many families that I have all of all of these stories to talk about, especially with what I consider military cover-up. That's why we do this. So when you said you never got a phone call from anyone over in Germany, you only got notice of his passing from his friends. That's just incredible to me that not only the military doesn't contact the family because here in the United States, that's considered normal. So what is, what is your process been like now trying to keep his name alive, trying to keep that story out there to get answers? I'm trying to get justice, but it's so hard. Nobody want to listen. Nobody really want to me. It seems like a lot of people is afraid of the government and is afraid of the army. Those kids over there, I don't, talk their names because they are being threatened, just like you said about Denisha. They told them not mm -hmm. to speak of my son's name no more. Like he never was over there. And just like when my son posted Denisha post, he said they ain't even talking about it. 
They ain't even talking about recording it. They can't. Those kids scared. A lot of them said whatever they told me, don't mention their name, because they, they don't want to end up like our children did. And I'm not going to use their name, but I know on my son autopsy report, they lied like he came home off of work, went in his room at 8.15, talked to his buddy that was in the room, and he died. But that's not really what happened because he went out with his friend to the club. And he must have come the morning when he came from the club because all week we talked to my son. He talked to everybody, all his cousins. We knew when he was coming home. I knew once he got to Germany, he said it ain't what he was supposed to be like. He didn't like it over there. He said they rude and they threatened. They lost some important papers one time. My son, some secret documents. My son said they made them wake up and get up and find them. And he told my daughter, who was in ROTC, I told her continue to stay just to get your credits. But he told her, do not join the army because they rape girls, they molest girls, they torture oh. girls over there. How is we our kids got a future when... I know leadership. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of misconduct over there. I just got my son autopsy papers and stuff last week. Mm, I got I got the disc first. And they did the autopsy August 23rd. But they never it was undetermined for so long. So the beginning of November, that's when they decided to put something anything down. Because my son, this eye, blood clot bread beat. His nose broke. When my son came back, he didn't look recognizable. And the only reason I got smaller kids, my son got smaller brother. I could have did what Emmett Till's mama did. My son was beat all in the face. Skin all on his feet, one sock on. His arms swollen in places. His stomach looked like it was stomped in. Who put a kid in a body bag? He had a bag over his head and bags on his hands inside a body bag. To to be honest, since they do get away with uh, suffocating people, children, and a lot, I know in my heart, my son was not finished later and let nobody suffocate him or choke him or strike him. So he put up a fault. That's why they had to beat him. That's how I feel. His grandmother on his father's side, my mother sitting right here, my uncle. All of us, we seen the autopsy photos. I still got pictures of them. It is sad. He has a knot in his neck. He got a knot here. His nose broke. Now he got a, as you can see on this picture right here, I got a picture of him on my uh, over the fireplace. Look at his nose. Now, when he came back, he had a nose like Lil' Kim and Michael Jackson. That's because they had to try to reconstruct it because it was broken. His teeth like hanging like they broke his jaw or something. Only reason I didn't put my baby pictures out there like that because I didn't want my other children to see him like that. And I wanna, don't want my son to be remembered like that. For those that are listening, and I mean, I worked in the medical field for a very long time. The minute you hear that somebody has seizures, especially someone of his age, 
you don't receive those type of injuries to your body, especially to different body parts. Um, what do you, I mean, obviously the military is trying to silence families. Like I said, that's why I have every one of you on because they provided their life. They gave their oath and they gave their promise to defend our country, no matter what country that they're based in. And the problem that I continue to have is if this is how we're treating not only those men and women, especially when they pass in their families, who is going to who is going to enlist in the future? What kind of military are we going to have in the future when we can't even protect our own that are currently in it right now? So with the military stating that he passed due to seizures as a mother, because I'm I'm a huge advocate, mother's intuition is never wrong. What do you think, if you were to sit here right now with the military members in Germany, what do you think happened to your son? But I want the world to know that they did beat my son to death. He did not die from no seizure, no pneumonia, or none of that. And he got friends that want to speak up, but I got to wait till they come home because they're going to kill them people, children. And this is what our United States government and army represent. I got four more sons, and I refuse to let them serve for Uncle Sam at all. And my daughter, she wanted to go to the Air Force. She can't go. This is what they do to our children. I would not lose another child by the hands of the United States government, period. Uh, my mom wants to speak to you as well. Sure. Yeah, I would love to. Hello, I'm Eloris Chisholm. Hi, it's nice to meet you. How are you? I'm blessed, thank you. I'm just heartbroken. You know, that was my firstborn grandson. I watched him grow from a baby to a man. I was heartbroken. Um, I come from a military family, and I've always supported the military um, for for years, ever since I was born. And I was raised when they're right. in the military. Right. If they're in a uniform, you respect them. But right. um, working with um, Vanessa Guillen's family, um, when she went missing and I had her sister on and now working with um, another mother that her son passed at Fort Hood, we're just seeing this spiral of young soldiers that are losing their life, not to combat, but they're losing their life to the failure of the government to protect them. So when, when I saw LaCourtney's story, um, I was really heartbroken at how your family has been treated and how the loss of, of dignity was provided to him. So. Uh, it's really hard for me to defend the government, especially when it comes to what happened to your grandson. Right. He he uh, called me. He tells me everything. Then I had an amazing grandson. He was full of life. And when I talked to him on a scar on his face, he was coming home August 27th. We talked to him. Soon as he chose, shared Denisha Post, all my, I got a big family, all my family, he shared that picture to him. And we didn't get no call from him. Then they're going to tell us they see him in his bed. But if he's a patient, and a seizure patient, shouldn't seizure patient should be washed? Mm -hmm. Okay, I have to call the Red Cross to find out. And the, his friends don't call us, and then I have to call the Red Cross. I ain't got to wait for hours and hours. Well, I ain't contact whoever in order for him. Then I told him he should be on medical leave and come home. Yeah. If he's having seizures like that. Mm -hmm. My grandbaby said he had a seizure in his room for two days and nobody checked on him. By the grace of God, he called us and told us. Now, if he had a seizure, 
Why well, he didn't have a scar on his face, one little skin knot where he said bumped his head. But it healed up. But it I mean, just awful. He was brutally beat to death. My heart fell for serving his country now. For sharing the post of Denisha Montgomery. Of course he I raised him to have love. He got a sister. He pulled in and got a mama, grandma, and folks to feel sympathy for somebody else's daughter. He told me he had a pregnant girl in basic training that waked her to death till she lost her baby. With him having seizures, and I, I like how you state that he should have been medically watched. That's just considered normal. Was he on a lot of medications for his seizures, or was he just kind of forgotten about? He on the same meds as Kepler, ain't it? Kepler. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is, each time he said, and then he had a seizure on the bus, a superior, I never did get a name. Say he actually left him on the bus when he was taking him to the hospital. He said they so cruel and mean over there. And he never had a seizure till he went to Germany. Never in his life he wasn't even born with. So the seizure started once he was in Germany. And Germany, yeah. he didn't have now. The whole time he was in basic training, he did not have a seizure in Oklahoma City. He said he talked to you so mean, they get all in your face, spit all in your face, said, the day they made him and some more guy go back and look for the secret documents that they lost, they said they wanted to fight him. He was so mad that I would have tried them back, Grandma. It was six of them. And I tell him every night to pray God got you. Don't worry about it. Be so glad when he came home. But I never could have rest. He's so far away. And every time he have a seizure, not, not now superior officer calling somebody in his room, I know my grandbaby. And I, I never had respect for the army no more. I would never will. I don't trust them. They just tricking our kids over there way out of the country. They never been out of the city limits until they get in the army. And it's a fright. They get homesick. Do they ever think about that? They being bullied. They being raped. They being forced to do things that they don't do. And it's not fair. If that's what we getting our children up for, I'd rather stay home. Man, we fight wars every day. Kids get killed in Montgomery, Alabama every day. People we know are just knocking at our door. Thinking we want in here to try to save him. We taking him away. Thinking we doing him some justice. They failed my grandson and they really failed us. And I have no respect for the military, period. I always speak with families because we need to we need to find a way that this doesn't continue to happen. And I think that, like you said, we're seeing them harassed and beaten and raped. And and the hard part is, is the minute somebody speaks out in the military, they're immediately reprimanded, they're harassed, they're beaten, they are punished for speaking out about the wrong. So when so many people listen to stories like this, this isn't just a story for me. This is something that this is a human life that the military had to protect. So when does it stop? And it's constantly all of these people that are on social media. If you're listening right now, you can make massive changes on social media. The more you share his name, the more you share his story, this is going to allow the military to pay attention and take notice that these are not just a name that's listed on a death certificate. These are families that are changed for the rest of their lives. We saw this with Vanessa Guillen of 
sharing the hashtag, but it doesn't have to be just one that makes a change. It has to be all of us talking about that this is not acceptable for these men and women to die and then for their for their legacy to not be what they went into the military for. That's the problem. Right. It is. And some need to be done about it. Like you said, we got to speak out, speak more, get on this social media, make it work. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting today. Mm-hmm. I think we're in this, we're in this uprise of it, like, like when I was speaking to your daughter, it used to be, I mean, I was raised that way. It used to be very, you don't go against the military. You don't talk poorly about them. It's the government. But as, as we, the people, we have a right to speak up. We have a right to say, this is not okay. LaCourtney should not have been, he should be home right now. He should be with his family, with his, with his brothers, with his mother, with his grandmother that we're speaking with today. He shouldn't be just a name on social media. And that's where this has to stop. We have to, like she said, use social media today, share his name, share his story. We, even though it took, you know, two years for Vanessa's family to get answers. The more we start speaking up and start pushing back, the more that this is going to change. How many more men and women need to die in this fashion to where, like she said, the family has to fight just to even get answers of what happened to their child and their grandchild. Why is that even acceptable? This is this is our government we have a right to say, hey, enough is enough. And that's why I have them on today to share their story. Thank you so much. I am so happy that somebody is showing some kind of concern because he he had a voice. He went to the army because he trusted. We trusted them. Mm-hmm. But they lost all trust with Vanessa, with uh, Denisha. So many young children went in there for the right thing and died. Oh, they try to do right. And they bad influence on people too. And they trick you in this army like you secure and safe. But you're not. I know for a fact. Ain't no leadership. Ain't no guidance. They're using the young kids. That's why they're sending them over there. To me, it's like an experiment. My son is, oh, he's like me. He's a Capricorn. He born in the month with me. And I was very outspoken, outgoing. And everything. Only difference, he did something with his life. And I feel like they over there, they allow those children to party more, drink, do drugs, and everything. My son told me things that I didn't even know about Mm -hmm. drugs and what, you know what I'm saying? He's from a little country town, Montgomery, Alabama. How do he know how to get drugs in Germany? Mm -hmm. And he don't know nobody over there, but the military. So he said he tried meth before. He didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Now, I do a 20-year-old. This was at 20. He just turned 21 this year. So how do a 20-year-old get meth way across seas not knowing nobody over there unless somebody grown is giving these kids these drugs? How do you get a vape, illegal vape now? on base and allowed to smoke in your barracks. I I got videos of my son them smoking in their room, drinking and stuff. So how do they get all this on base without the military not knowing? So for me, it's like, like a friend said, my son did not do nothing that he wasn't allowed to do. These are older grown men 
They're supposed to be responsible, supposed to have leadership, guidance, and stuff like that. I'm trusting them like they are uncle, a father, a brother with my son, but yet they introduce him to a whole nother life and then turn around and kill him for speaking out about another person. Because when he shared Denisha post, he said, and they ain't even talking about it. After he shared that, a week later, he was found dead and hit by a rat. I just think that they use our children, and they when they get through with them, however they want to send them back, this is how they send them back. The ones that they don't make crazy, they send them back in a box. That's just how I see it. And, the one that and they, them children don't actually be crazy. They be speaking stuff that really be going on, but by they done made them went crazy, people ain't going to believe nothing they say. Mm-hmm. With his friends um, getting ready to come home, do you think when they return back to the States, you'll get more information once they're safe? Yes, ma'am. I believe they won't be fighting up or scared. They'll be close to family. Can't nobody threaten them up. Um, they get text messages and stuff from people saying that they can't talk to us. They're not even allowed to talk to us. They have to have Facebook pages and stuff just to Cameras was scrape, however they do it over there. It ain't going to go back, but so far. But see, they didn't know that his friends had already told us that he went out. And he did, but his phone acted the whole time he did. We still ain't got a death certificate. My son been gone ever since August. We ain't got his death certificate. His belongings supposed to come tomorrow. Did they say why it was taking so long? They said something about an investigation, making sure that he didn't have no important stuff belonging to the military and stuff like that. And it just didn't make no sense to me. My concern is they're taking so long to provide a death certificate, which obviously, like you said, you need it for insurance and you need it to move on. But they were so quick. The military was so quick to state that he passed away through the media. As soon as your son's name hit the media, it was, oh, he passed away from from this and from the, it was pneumonia. It was, but they were so fast to explain when it was linked and tied to Denisha's post of, hey, we were told not to talk about it. He posted nine days later, he was found dead in the barracks. But the military, that's the point. The military is so quick to claim a reason for passing, a cause of death, the COD, but they're so delayed in their investigation. And my main concern is always, what other piece are you trying to come up with that fits your narrative that is not the reason that this person passed away? There's too much time involved and too much too much that they can do and, and create a story that works best for their position. And they don't even want to put my son's brain back in his body. They took his brains claiming that they want to investigate. But what I believe, they took his brain because they knew we was going to see it. But see, that they had signed for the video photos of the autopsy. And I, you can see where he was hit somewhere in the back of his head. It's a, it's a, a, a scar right there. And it's only hemorrhaging in the back. The front does not look nothing like the back. But they said in the autopsy, there was no fractures to the skull, but the brain was swollen and hemorrhaging. 
that do not come from seizure. So what what caused then the manner they put down accidental? What was the accident? I don't know. They they just it's not making sense to me. No, and they're not wanting to return his brain. No. They they want to return it. Without they don't want to put it inside his body. And they took it out. They, they want to bury it somewhere in the grave, not in the casket with him. They want to just bury it anywhere in the grave. They don't want to put it in the casket. They don't want to put it back in his body. And like my mama said, he went in the military as a whole man. He should be buried as a whole man. He didn't lose no organs, no body parts, and come back. So why they don't want to put his brain back in his body? And see, I think they, like I said, I didn't think that, I believe at first I wanted to just believe that it was a seizure. But when I seen my son in that casket, he did not look recognizable. And I had the video, and I wouldn't look at it right then. For some reason, some said, Raven, get up and look at those autopsy photos. And I got up, and that's when I seen we what really happened to my son. And we all broke down when we see everybody did. And every day I wonder, he was my baby that. calling out for us? You know, I can imagine what he was going through because I know my son was beat. Looking at my baby, his arms swollen. You can't even look at his fingers for real because you can tell like his fingers were swollen. And it looked like it was more than one person. Because he's a silent, healthy guy. And he will fight. That's when I know they couldn't strangle him. They couldn't smother him. Really, I feel like they waited till he came from the club and tried to, you know, suffocate him or strangle him like they do the rest of the kids. And he fight. And when they see he fought back, they had to bring more people in. My son was brutally beat. The thing that they hold your head on when they got ready to, uh, I guess, cut his skull or whatever, you can see a big old knot just hanging out of his neck. His eye is bloodshot red. I'm talking about like blood in it. He got knots here. His nose, all this part of him is broken. I never denied the rumors. And somebody from Germany had to be there or somebody there when they, you know, they carry your child and fold it flat. Somebody went and told he had a closed cast. But my heart do not lead me wrong with my children. I never told the front of my home to have a closed casket. The front of my home said they did not like the makeup he was in. I believe when they took the makeup off and wanted to redo the makeup, they seen what I was looking at, and they closed the casket. I did not ask for a closed casket. Everybody know my baby. We grew up as a close family. My son was beat just for sharing that young lady post. And I, he didn't know. He couldn't share a post or somebody. He thinking she come here to serve the country just like I did. And she was found dead. Why ain't nobody talking about it? That's all he said. Mm -hmm. And like you said earlier, he didn't have 
any idea about these drugs. He didn't try them, but he gets to Germany and he's on base. So you have to go through base security in order to come and go. So they're allowing this to come on base. They're allowing the soldiers to use this. And like you said, they're teaching their soldiers what to use, what not to use. But then the minute that something happens, they turn medically to, oh, well, it was a seizure. It was pneumonia. And that's why we're trying to push this story so drastically is because like you said, there's no death certificate. There's no answers. There's just nothing for the family. And I don't understand why this is acceptable for the military. And it's, it's still, even when you type your son's name as a hashtag, you're seeing all of these posts that come up and the minute they're up, they're gone because so many people are so afraid to share his story and his name of this fear of the government. And it's something that, like I said earlier, we have the right to speak. We have the right to have questions and even better, the family has a right to know what happened. And that's why we're here today. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and sharing about your son's legacy. Um, with over 11,000 people on Instagram, over 35,000 people on my TikTok. And this podcast is listened to all around the world. The key word is the world. If we can get this many people to, to even just say his name and post it once a week, twice a week, three times a week, imagine the movement that we're going to be able to make because not only does he deserve to be honored, but this family deserves answers. And the only way we're going to get that is to make a wave and to, I always say, rustle some feathers because his passing should never have happened. And like I said, he should be home right now and he should be spending time with his family, not his family chasing the military for answers and to just get some peace. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on your favorite platform and interact with the podcast Facebook as well as on Instagram at littlecute1az. We'll see you next time.